We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's week 17, and that means fantasy championships are on the line. Do Dave and I have any squads left? What about Dynasty? What about our best ball squads? Plus, we lay down a blueprint for the next few weeks of content on Rotoviz Radio. What's up, Rotoviz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Curtis Patrick. I'm here with Dave Cabin. We've reached the end, Dave. It's week 17, man. Um, we're, we're getting emails from uh, subscribers and listeners who are, you know, live for seven-figure payouts in, in the biggest contest in fantasy. Uh, you and I are going to update the listeners on how we're faring in some of those contests and some of our uh, Dynasty Leagues as well. We got to talk about some of the, the big-time performances from Week 16. And, uh, hey, we also want to maybe do some teasers for the next uh, round of contests that we're going to enter uh, in our own chases for glory over the next couple weeks. Uh, we both dealt with some water problems over the holiday weekend, Dave. Yes. Did you come out alive on the other end? I have come out alive. And uh, <laughs> just to share with the listeners, we had full intentions of getting oh. out a podcast later in the week, looking at the passing game matchup Raider and what have you. Uh, at the same time that Curtis was dealing with some issues, I discovered that my basement was entirely flooded and then subsequently lost mm. power. Uh, so a podcast was just not in the cards. Fortunately, uh, everything has been taken care of. No major damage. So I really can't complain compared to uh, some of the situations people might have had. But not, not a great day for podcasting uh, towards oh, the man. end of the week. Yeah, it was crazy, man. So, you know, we had, I mean, like record low weather uh, in, in the days leading up to, to Christmas here in central Ohio. Like the, the true non-wind chill temps uh, yep. reached negative nine at night. Um, here, which was just nuts. And, um, you know, I, our, our plumbing froze, you know, I was pretty scared. I had water problems in my old house before we built this one. Luckily we've got, you know, those newer, uh, PEX lines that, that don't, you know, they're not as prone to, to bursting. Um, but it, it was still a, a huge concern and, and I'm like crawling around in the, 
uh, recesses of my attic trying to get space <laughs> heaters on the external uh the external wall of my son's shower and vanity up in their bathroom and i'm yep. just like yeah, it's just crazy man and uh so we're happy to just be dealing with some normalcy and some recording tonight um why don't we hit our player of the week our snoozer of the week and then uh let's get an update on how our squads are performing <laughs> So we have gone, I want to say, maybe the entire season to this point without mentioning this name. And it's probably too little too late for a lot of people out there. But how about Cam Akers? <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. 118 yeah. rushing uh. yards, three rushing touchdowns, also had two receptions for 29 yards giving him a 34.7-point day in PPR scoring. Maybe could make a case for a couple of other players. TJ Hawkinson had a nice game, but I think we got to go Cam Akers Player of the Week here. I mean, like, we're in the dystopian future, right? <laughs> like, Cam Akers, Cam Akers won money for people last week in a Baker Mayfield-led Rams offense. <laughs> like, there's so many things that are weird about that. I never thought we would hear from Cam Akers again, honestly. Yeah. Um, or, or see any explosive offensive outputs from the Rams offense uh, in, in the year 2022 again. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, and, you know, like the only teams that were starting Cam Akers were in a, in a desperate spot. Like they had no other options, and then they reaped the benefits. I mean, it's it's really interesting. You know, one, one of the dynasty uh, championships I'm going to be in uh, this coming week, I'm going to be playing against the sixth seed, uh, and it's a start 13 player dynasty league. So the other the other manager was forced into starting Cam Akers, and he upset the two seed as a result of that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I think there's plenty of people, you know, plenty of big best ball squads that had gotten very little from from Cam all year, and you know now it, it pays off, and you know the the next to biggest week that it possibly could have. Yeah. So Cam Akers coming. Mm-hmm. Through, uh, one thing I'll be—I'm looking forward to seeing—is the uh, percentage of best ball teams that advanced that have some, you know, different players. Cam Akers is one that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Daryl Henderson, who I definitely had my fair share of, is going to be exceedingly interesting. A lot of players on the Rams: Stafford, Allen Robinson, pretty much any player, and then Cooper Cup actually becomes interesting, right? Because of how phenomenal he was at the beginning of the year, and then you lost access to him. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'll be very curious to see how those things shake out. I do know Justin Jefferson um, in underdog best ball mania three tournaments was the most common players on 41% of best ball teams, I believe is the tweet they put out today, which is really impressive. Oh yeah, man. And it, it just goes to show you even a half PPR formats going with the elite wide receivers, you know, pays dividends. And uh, I, I, you know, there was plenty of people who were, you know, alternate, you know, cup wasn't the, the clear wide receiver one uh, for everyone. You know, a lot of people were, you know, mixing their exposure, you know, 50% cup, 50% Jefferson when they were in those spots that made sense from ADP perspective. And, you know, there are even a couple of people that were ranking Jefferson as their, their one overall in that format. So, uh, Hey, they're going to reap the benefits. So speaking of elite wide receivers, and it pains me to mention his name, because this is a player that has been phenomenal for years now. Devontae Adams sees mm. nine targets, a 30% target share, but only 
two receptions for just 15 yards, giving him a total of just 3.5 points in a week when people would have been really relying on him. Yeah, uh, Devontae Adams was the downfall of uh, one of my dynasty squads that didn't make it to the title game. I had an undefeated squad day, 15-0. and 0. Wow. That went down in the semifinals um, this past week, and, and Devontae Adams was w- one of the reasons why. Uh, also had Josh Jacobs on that squad, didn't have one of his more banner weeks either. Um, you know, hey, you know, you're going to live by some players. You're going to die by those same players, you know, and it's, that's that's tough when, when you got so close to the finish line on the backs of the great performances all season. Uh, you obviously have no reason to sit, you know, players of that ilk. And, uh, yeah, it's just, hey, you got to just – you got to deal with it. Like, we're not out there playing, and you just got to live with the, with the result. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, I forgot to hit the sound effect, so just one last time for this season. <laughs> yes, yes. It's tough. All right, Dave. Well, I think you picked a, a couple good names there. Uh, for the players of the week and uh, in the snooze of the week. I want to check in. Let's get a heat check on Dave Cabin's fantasy portfolio because you know, we had heard that, that you had a couple of puppy teams that were doing pretty well. Thought you might get some through to the final. Uh, how, how did that turn out? Turn it okay. I have one team that has made its way into the final of the first puppy right. of the summer, which as I said to you, one of the first teams I drafted, same way it was last year, the first couple of teams I drafted ended up being the ones that worked out. So this team is led by uh, Kirk Cousins. Hopefully he and KJ Osborne can connect so I can beat out some of those Justin Jefferson teams. Uh, has Derek Henry on it, CD Lamb, Devonta Smith, a couple other standouts there. So it's, it's pretty wide receiver driven. Also has Tony Pollard. So... I'm feeling somewhat alive, uh, yeah. but you know, in like you would expect in any of these tournaments, going to need a lot of things to go my way for it to end up, you know, really paying dividends. Yeah, it sounds like the big thing would be, you know, a, a banner week from KJ Osborne again with with not much for Jefferson. That would give you yes. probably the biggest leverage possible. Yeah. Um, well, that's exciting, man. To have to have a live bullet left. My best ball uh, tournament teams did not fare so well. Uh, going in uh, to this past week, I had 12 teams live between the uh, the, the the next to final week in the FFPC Best Ball Tournament, um, one of the, the final 256 teams there. And then uh, on Underdog, I had four Best Ball Mania teams still in it, and I had eight various puppies. Every single one of them, Dave. I guess that's 13. Every single one of them. Dunzo. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Everson, that's what you know. I, I, I uh, yeah. When you're, I think I drafted something like 600 best ball teams or something this year. I mean, you end up somewhat distributed um, because of value that presents itself. But you know, I saw also had you know plenty of players that um, you know I, I was overweight on, and you know a critical <laughs> mass of them did not perform in the past week. And so you know, I have years la- like last year where that strategy wins it big for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, this year, you know, it's it's not going to be profitable. Uh, when you max enter and you don't put any teams through that final, you know, it's it's a difficult situation. So I'm looking my wounds there a little bit. However, over there on the dynasty side, um, I have six teams live for titles wow. um, this week. And so, um, hey, we're going to make up 
some of that Delta and Dynasty for sure. And maybe the one I'm the most excited about is definitely going to be the least lucrative. Yeah, it's my, yeah. It's, it's my home Dynasty League, man. I, I've been <laughs> in this thing for, I started this league like, I don't know, probably like 2007 or something. It's been going forever. And I won two of the first four titles in this league. And then between 2010 and, and 2020, I was runner up like six times. And I just, I have not been able to get another title. I like I'm in the playoffs every year and just something always happens. And uh, the, the guy that keeps winning the titles is one of our local chiropractors here. Uh, <laughs> my wife and his wife taught together uh, at the, one of the elementary schools uh, when Lindsay was still working. Yep. And man, tip of the cap to Jake. He found his way back in. He was the lowest seed in the playoffs. He just, he's got that luck. He would be going for a four peat in this league. Wow. He would be going for a four peat in this league. And uh yeah, so I can't I can't wait to uh hopefully unseat him there. You know, a lot of the other leagues, you know, there's there's more at stake. I mean some of these high stakes uh dynasty leagues on FFPC. Uh Dave, you and I have a, a dynasty best ball team um that's looking live. I think we're yep. six points out of first place in an FFPC uh Rotoviz Triflex best ball dynasty league and uh, that's going to be exciting to see, you know, how all that culminates. And I'm sure we'll be tossing our hat back into to that arena again in 2023. So th- those are the sweats that we've got going. I know you and I have our shared main event squad as well. We're just really trying to maximize some earnings there. It doesn't really look live for any serious winnings going, basically going the wrong direction yeah. ever since the playoffs started. And yeah, uh, one too many players injured at, at, at a critical time, unfortunately. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, which will tend to happen. But you know what the great thing is? We're already at the point now where you can just start daydreaming about how things are going to go differently next season however league (laughs) that you play in next Uh, year you're just going to absolutely dominate right that's that's what keeps this interesting what keeps it fresh as you mentioned we're going to line up some of the schedule that we kind of have in place we're in this very odd time of year in the fantasy football cycle in terms of what people are looking for whereas at this point you know, there's maybe a handful of views are still very invested as they have a number of teams going. Some other listeners, unfortunately, uh, you know, are are done for the year. They might be looking for dynasty. They might be trying to gear up for the rookies. All of that will be coming. Maybe they want some review of what happened. Lessons learned. We'll get to all of that. We have plenty of time upcoming 
Uh, but why don't you kind of outline some of the of, of the plans? Yeah, sure, man. Um, so next or tomorrow night, uh, and this would air on Thursday. We'll get our normal uh, GLSP and passing game uh, matchup content out there for those of you that you know maybe rely on that information for DFS purposes or anybody that is still live uh, for a, a title uh, game scenario. We want to make sure that we're still providing that for you next week. Uh, we're going to do some fun things. We're going to talk a little bit of high-level strategy um, ab- about the uh, playoff challenge uh, contests that are out there, both uh, at FFPC and Underdog. They are two different types of games um, centered around you know the, the same events, obviously, but different strategies for sure. Um, we also want to tease some of our uh, off-season dynasty startup rankings. You know, big chance to kind of just hit reset. Um, and it's, I mean, those startups are literally, you know, 30 days away, uh, from happening. Probably it's pretty crazy. We'll also tease a little bit of our rookie rankings. Um, you know, we're still a couple weeks away from, uh, NFL declaration day and, you know, probably sitting right around four to five weeks out from the first edition of the rookie, da- rookie guide dropping, but that doesn't mean it's too early for me to share, uh, some of my most highly rated players at each position. So we're going to hit a couple different topics uh, to try to, you know, pique anyone's interest there. And then after week 18, that following week, Dave, we'll really hit uh, some playoff challenge drafts hard, you know, maybe build, you know, our ideal team or you know, talk about how things would uh, shake out depending on which NFL squads advance at various uh, uh, points of the NFL playoffs. Yeah, so a lot to look forward to there. Uh, I'm especially interested in reviewing some of these major names that we're going to be talking about for the coming weeks that are going to be those guys that we hope step in and become stars soon enough in fantasy football. Uh, And of course, as you said, we do have an important uh, slate of games to recap. So we'll be going over the GLSP. Ran uh, Ran it earlier in the day. There's some interesting results. I'm looking forward to popping through all of that. Well, let's chat just briefly here about the two playoff challenges uh, that we're going to be chasing. And there's actually three, I guess I should say, because we do have two different options on FFPC. So we'll start there. This is the the playoff challenge. It's been around uh, for quite a few years now. It is one of my favorite things to do every year. I've had some teams finish extremely well. I've won a couple uh, main event tickets based off of high finishers in that challenge uh, at FFPC. It almost reminds me, Dave, of like the really old school fantasy baseball or fantasy football drafts that you could get in the back of like a Beckett trading card magazine in the late nineties, right? Yep. Like every player is available to everyone and whoever has, you know, that, you, or you could you know, pick a player uh, from column a and a pick a player from column B from column C, you know, that type of thing. Well, on the FFPC's playoff challenge, you can pick, one player uh, from every squad that's in the playoffs. Um, it, you have to fade a couple teams, but one player from any team, I guess I should say, is available to you. And there's a $200 entry fee for the FFPC playoff challenge, which uh, will have a $500,000 top prize, or they have a lower entry um, option at $35 with the football guys playoff challenge, which will uh, feature a $100,000 grand prize. Kicking over to underdog, though, um, you know, consistent with all of the underdog games, this is going to be a situation where 
you know, every draft scenario is going to be different for you. You're going to be drafting against other drafters. Not every player will be available to you unless you, you know, put a bunch of entries in, uh, but there's some higher payouts available. You know, they're going to have the gauntlet uh, playoff best ball, which is a $25 entry fee, 1 million in prizes with a hundred thousand dollars to first. And then they're going to have a couple of other contests as well. The mitten, which will be uh, $5 to enter with $150,000 and total prizes, $15,000 first. And then the big mitten, um, I'm not sure why we couldn't have gone with the glove, but it's the big mitten. Um, $250 to enter, $200,000 in prizes, including 40 k to first with just 900 entrants. So that one's pretty interesting, Dave. I think, uh, you know, if I'm looking at this, I, I think there's no reason that we shouldn't put, you know, one squad in each of those. So For sure. we'll, we'll figure out how to weave that into the content. Um, what Have you played these playoff challenges? I mean, it's an annual tradition for me. I don't know how active you've been. Yeah, I've done the um, the contest on my FFPC every year for a number of years running now. Um, and what I enjoy about it is it's just that added layer of just giving you a little bit more intrigue in the playoffs. And the other piece that I like about it, too, is that it gives you an opportunity to kind of dig for some of those names that maybe... You know, you've been hoping to get on some of your teams at the beginning of the year. You didn't have the opportunity. Now it's kind of like your second chance to go on ahead and nab them. Or if you're like us and you've been looking at the results each week and you've seen that there's a couple of players on a handful of offenses that have been trending positively, you know, maybe there's some room for them to emerge and you want to diversify yourself. It gives you a chance to go ahead and get those guys onto your team. So it's kind of a different exercise than the rest of the leagues that you've been playing. And as there's these added layers to think about which teams are going to advance, how you can make yourself different, uh, and which teams you actually want to have that rooting interest in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it what it uh, has done for me as a Cleveland Browns fan who never has a reason to watch the NFL playoffs right. uh, out of pure rooting interest. It's made me just, love like absolutely love the nfl playoffs i mean i just can't get enough of it i can't watch every game during the regular season but my eyes are glued to every minute of playoff football and it's because of these challenges and the process in the weeks leading up to it uh you know building some of these lineups i'll have you know it's almost like filling out march madness brackets man yeah I'm, I'm i'm filling out you know nfl playoff brackets and then figuring out, all right, in this scenario, uh, with these teams advancing to the Super Bowl, what did the games look like that caused this outcome? And then based off of what those games looked like, which players did I want in those games? Which games lined up with the game script that would have favored the passing attack more uh, or the run game more? Um, which, you know, which team has a quarterback that maybe isn't the obvious pick that could make right. a four game run uh, to the Super Bowl. You know, those types of things. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's 4D chess. I absolutely love it. Just even talking about it for a couple of minutes with you has me really um, kind of champing at the bit here to get some of these entries going. So uh, if you want to find out more about either of these contests, you can go to myffpc.com or underdogfantasy.com uh, and, and check out those games and, and be sure to tune in uh, to our podcast over the next two weeks for more. 
uh, analysis on uh, each of those games, as well as some of the draft alongs with Dave and I. And of course, you know, we'll have some uh, good content up on rotaviz.com outlining some strategies as well. Yep. So rather quick episode here. Like I said, we're still recovering from uh, the events of last week. But uh, look forward to breaking down some of these matchups and making sure that some of our listeners take home those trophies. And we will be back later in the week. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. What's up, bro?